Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing the podcast hello and welcome to hardcore listing podcast it's your weekly podcast from myself Stuart Roy Whiffin and my co-host uh Christoph Glassire Christopher All Glasson right. Christopher William Glasson. Um, if this is your first time listening to Hardcore Listing, let's give you a little insight as to what you're going to get. You're going to get two underqualified um, morons counting down a, a top five of uh, uh, on a topic, sometimes chosen by us, sometimes chosen by guests, sometimes chosen by our listeners. Um, today's been chosen by a listener. Um, and we'll announce that shortly. First things first, we like to say thank you to our sponsors. Yes, Egg Fried. Egg Fried is our most recent sponsor. They are a streetwear label. They do hip-hop, punk, skate-inspired fashion. Uh, not only T-shirts and, and hoodies and sweaters, they also do skate pants and handmade denim as well. So go to eggfried.com and type in the passcode. Passcode? voucher code get that bit right get why it. can't you ever get that bit right you know what you was on fire then as well you know what i i, I the sort of circles i move in mate we use passcodes all the time okay oh, can't okay. say can't say any more than that uh yeah, if you want sure. if you want to get yourself a discount if you want to get yourself a discount type in the word egg salad or one word and you'll get yourself a little brucey bonus and there's some ace new threads uh, mm, yes. on there now, so go and, and explore them. Uh, we'd also like to say thank you uh, to our uh, sponsor, uh, love-beer.co.uk. And this is the last um, thrifty kind of off the uh, back foot uh, shout out to uh, our sponsors. We're going to do something more formalised and something a little bit more interesting next week. So, uh, so strap in for that. But in the meantime... Um, this is our last opportunity to kind of just be horrible to our sponsors, really. So Smokey Woodboy um, owns love-beer.co.uk. Uh, and aside from pimping up Land Rovers, uh, he also delivers incredibly amazing beer um, chosen by himself from some of the greatest breweries uh, on our very shores, um, as well as installing bars he's, in unique and interesting locations. He's a fully certified British Beer and Pubs Association bar installer, I believe. We're doing this bit next week. Don't big him up. I've just called him Smokey Woodboy. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, another sponsor? Luke Bang Boom, Bang Boom Creative. 
the man, mm. the myth, the compulsive editor. If you want, it's a production company. If you want video, mm. film, photography, and editing done through your company, then there is no better person to go and approach them. Bang, boom, creative. Um, if you've seen any of our videos online, um, or even the uh, quiz that Pip did for distraction pieces during the uh, lockdown, that was all done. That was all masterminded by by Luke and Bang Boom Creative. So go and check those guys out. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Um, also, next week, new sponsor as well. We'll Ooh. get on to that next week. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, exciting stuff to announce next week. Anyway, in the meantime, we're on to today's top five, chosen um, by one of our Patreons. Uh, Patreon is good. Not only do you get the the episode every Monday, like the one you're listening to now, you can also go and watch it. You can watch it over on Patreon. And then on the Wednesday, get another episode just for Patreons. And you can watch that one as well if you want. Yeah. Uh, and you get loads of... Well, you get access to another couple of hundred shows and... Uh, and radio shows and videos of the drunk, the distraction pieces, drunk casts. So Pictures loads of, of stuff you over in the there. Bath as well. What? Oh, sorry, you didn't. I, I I hide that from you, but yeah, we also do that. We also do that. Would you know who the patron is? Do you want me to announce the patron who picked this wonderful top five today? www.patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. Honestly, it's the fundamentals, Chris. It's the fundamentals. I'm trying to just. I'm just trying to drag you through this podcast, and you're kicking you know and screaming, you know just being I'm a fuck. You think you like you meant you alluded to the fact that you thought you was Jason Bourne with your fucking passcode comment, right? Now you see yourself as some kind of fucking podcast maverick that's right, just right, like right, right, kicking right. the fucking who, ki- kicking the rules out the who, window. Who I'm going top, rogue. Who picked his top five in? Jessica Reed. Okay, because because the way you were dragging it out, I thought you'd forgotten. So actually, I was trying to cover your ass. Oh, and all right, I thought all you right. were buying for time because every time every time you went to say a name, you switched on to another elaborate story about Patreon. Yes, Jessica Reed. Jessica was with us when we did our Patreon live hangout the other day. Um, yeah. Yes, long time listener. Thank you. Good, great choice this one. Great choice, this one, Jessica. And um, I'm moving to Margate soon, and um, she'll be a neighbour. So that'll mm. be cool. Um, top For about five, a week. Top five one-hit wonders. <laughs> Which, before she moves out away from Margate. Or gets a court injunction. <laughs> yeah. So this is a good one, isn't it? Have you uh, have you put any rules into yours? Uh, well, I've kind of gone... I've not gone, like, 60s or 70s. No. All right, fair do. Same. Like, um, because I think that there's like there was loads of one it wonders in the sixties and seventies mm. that that were brilliant, but I thought I don't want it too full on. So I've kind of gone mate I would say most of mine are eighties and nineties. Yeah, same. I would say that. And like mostly they're one hit wonders, but they might have maybe released something else but it sort of didn't chart is what Yeah, or yeah, didn't that, really I think that's the didn't notably chart anyway. I, I looked on some Spotify playlists just to get some some other ideas to see if there was something glaringly obvious I missed. And like when you start seeing things like um, "Take on Me" by Aha, now when you think, yeah, you, I, you, you now when you think they probably have had five platinum-selling albums, like uh, and yeah. still will sell out the O2 Arena. They're not a one-hit wonder, yeah. like so. Yeah, there was a few in there that I just think, oh, come on. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I saw that, and it was from like an American sort of site, and they were kind of like, "Oh yeah, we think they might have been big in Europe." It's like, oh, it's not really, 
Yes, How so can these people have never have heard The Sun Always Shines on TV? Well, Which is a fucking incredible one? record. Who's that one? Uh, Aha. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Aha! Yeah. Um, do you want me to start? You've probably got a better number one than me because you're some muso prick. <laughs> Offensive. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I know what goes on in your head. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Some of it, I don't want to know the other stuff. <laughs> not while, not while we're on, on uh, when we're recording. It's tough to masturbate and do a podcast. Um, but you record so many podcasts. You must have to masturbate and shit and eat while recording podcasts. Surely. I've just come. <laughs> uh, I'm going to slip in with uh, a number five that absolutely rogged me, and I'm glad they wrote a number one, uh, one hit wonder. Back in the days when I bought singles in the 90s, um, and I saw the Levi's ad um, with uh, Babylon Zoo with Spaceman, I was like, great, yeah, I'm going to buy that. I love the, the, like, the high-pitched, crazy dance Spaceman. It sounded really cool. Bought it, absolutely not the same song. Like, it does that bit at the start and at the end, and then the middle of it is just this long, drawl-out... I mean, I was... I was, Listen, mate, I liked Cotton Eye Joe, Joe at that mm. at that point in time, and, and tunes like Swamp Thing. I weren't interested in, like, some art rock thing. You probably mm. was. You probably loved it. You probably inspired him to wear a silver skirt, but not me, mate. So, they were one-hit wonder. That, that's an ultimate one-hit wonder, because they made a fortune out of it, because of, obviously, mm. they sold... Like, NASA was used it a lot and uh, mm. Levi's yeah Babylon Zoo mate that's my number five they did do another one but I think that was dog shit the boy with the x-ray specs Something that was like one that. of them I think uh, yeah that Animal Instinct was that their second single I can't uh, Jazz Man was Jazz the Man. singer that was it um, I remember seeing him on was he on Brassire where they said like he, he won't be held to the constraints of music and I think Chris <laughs> Morris said do, do you think you'll ever play a H called, and he was like, I think I will. <laughs> I mean, that, that's incredible. Um, I mean, I listened to Spaceman about a year ago, I think. Um, it's not very good, but when it come out, uh, it used to go off in the mm. toothbrush. Um, there was a couple of Levi's ones. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 80s, there was obviously lots of... Um, Reissues mm. of of eight of sixty stuff. So obviously mm. the really famous Nick Kamen in the white boxer shorts. To uh, Nick came uh, in his white bro- boxer shorts. He did. I'm Nick came in his. Why has that I'm never so... been a joke regarding that? That's one of the most iconic eighties adverts ever. Uh, was that heard it through the grapevine? But then you had all these reissues of like Reet Petit, uh, Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. So mm. it was all of them that, that kind yeah. of thing would leave us. But Reet in the nineties, they then went and found. Artist because not only was um, Babylon Zoo one, can you remember Stiltskin inside? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. What like, a riff that was. That's not really your thing, is it? A bit of a guitar riff like that, but you still kind of like it. Well, it, I just thought it was a rip off of the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, right. Like, uh, and that singer from that band who had really bad hair um, now fronts Genesis. Oh. Really? There you go. Oh, Jesus yep. Christ. Yeah. Oh, I'll have a whole world of fucking shit facts for you mm. on this podcast. Don't you worry. Uh- Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, yeah, good, good, good solid chat for uh, number five there, mate. Thanks. What's your number five? I'm going to go for um, Charles and Eddie. Would I lie to you? Uh, I think it's fucking brilliant. Mm. Like, I think it's absolutely mm. brilliant. And I think Charles died uh, about two years ago. Mm. The, the sort of um, Hispanic uh, guy uh, with the long hair. And... Ah, oh, just he's just brilliant. I think they were one of the first bands to get signed to, is it Motown or Atlantic? Atlantic, I think, uh, for a, a long, long time. And and I just think it's a brilliant, brilliant pop soul record. Um, any reason yeah. why they didn't do any more after that? Uh, I don't know. It's so it's so weird, isn't it? Where somebody's sort of debut song becomes. You know, uh, it, it just absolutely dents the whole of the, you know, the the, the cultural movement, of music, and mm. you know, it, it just, it's just there, and it's like, it transcended lots of different genres in regards to listenership. I'm sure there's probably mm-hmm. lots of soul clubs that were like, this is a bit too poppy, but it's great. Yeah. In all the high street clubs that I was going to, it was playing, you know, piss poor dance music. That was also getting thrown in there as well because it's just sounds like a brilliant Motown song. Mm. It just sounds yes. like a really, really good Motown song. Um, just as soon as it starts, that bow, bam, bam, bow. The piano line is just fucking brilliant. And when the strings kick in for that, look into my eyes, can't you see I'm all for my brilliant. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like, brilliant. It's a great Love one it. to um. Sort of like mimic, isn't it, with your friends and sing along to in a in a pantomime. Yeah. In a pantomime there fashion. you go, kids. You know, post bank holiday weekend, bit bored. Replicate that song your with your down. friends. Let your hair yeah. down. Parents bored in the car with the kids. Entertain them. Replicate Charles and Eddie. Would I lie to you? It's <laughs> what it's there for. Beautiful. <laughs> Number four, skin. Uh, lads, catch up the catch up song. No, I fucking love that, Chris. <laughs> I do really love that. I'm I'm joking. It was a little bit of a joke, a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek. How does that one go? I said a hip, a hop, a hip, a hip, a little, 
You have confused the shit out of me because at one minute I think you're doing bloody um, Sugar Hill Gang. Uh, Oh, it's fucking brilliant. I thought Last Ketchup was like the, you know, the McDonald's, McDonald's. Oh, you fucking melt. No. Jesus Christ. Well, this is fucking. This is. Congratulations, guys, if anyone can hear that. Oh! Oh, that is quite fun. For some reason, I thought that was the McDonald's song. No, no, not at all, mate. I'll tell you what, Mm. that's fucking. That screams holiday to me, that. Oh, I'm all over it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's. uh, a brilliant little pop song that You're I'm not afraid if, if there's such a thing as a guilty pleasure which yeah. I don't subscribe to mm-hmm. that's in there for me mm, okay alright fair enough but, but that weren't actually your one was it that no, was really funny me, that was and me getting joking. it wrong it was me joking well getting it getting it wrong yeah completely getting it wrong I can't dig back out of that <laughs> I thought I thought there's a counter there was a counter nah, argument to gotta that gotta take that one on the chin mate <laughs> I liked that would the, have been in my five, actually, if I thought of that. My, my number four is the... It was actually a cover of a Tears for Fears song. Uh, the Mad World that... that um, I've got to re-look back at the name. And Michael Andrews and, and Gary Julie. I really like that song. Gary Jules, yeah. Gary Jules, yeah. I liked it. I really liked it. I, I really liked Donnie Darko, to mm. be fair. It was a great movie. And for some reason... Great soundtrack. Me being a, an absolute wally, thought that that was R.E.M., <laughs> Who did that Mad World cover? A, a lot of people did. A oh, lot of people okay. did. All right. I think he was definitely influenced by Stipe's vocals. Yeah, right. fucking hell. Uh, yeah, quite a few people said they thought that was R.E.M. Influenced? I mean, mm. it just sounds like his voice. Like, you yeah. Know, in, in me- yeah. I get maybe because I'm a bit more of a casual R.E.M. fan than mm. um, yourself. Um, so, yeah, I just, I thought it was that. And I always remember, uh, this was the era of, um, like, MySpace blowing up. And like the internet becoming much more accessible, and I've I've said this story before. I'm sorry, but I remember logging onto MySpace, and you know, like everyone would have like you know you have your statement songs. Oh, these are the songs that are like you know my favourite oh, yeah. songs. Do you know what I mean? Like you had your little like Sam like your little player, didn't you? Exactly, and you'd think you're really cool. And I remember one day landing on someone's page, and people who were clever could do HTML code, and they could have different things going on their MySpace page. And this one lad has got had like an MS Paint page and I was listening to Mad World while I was watching people from all around the world draw on the page at the same time and that sort of interconnectivity was kind of blowing my fucking mind that we were all that shows how long ago it was quite literally a mad world and I was here listening to Mad World and as I was listening to it someone was writing the word Mad World out on the page and I was like I wasn't even smoking a joint, and I really wish I was, because that would have absolutely blown my mind. <laughs> like, I, I just thought it was so crazy, and I really liked the song. I thought it was quite mm. fantas- fantastical and phantasmical, and, and uh, if that's mm. a word. And uh, listening to that and that, and then obviously they never produced an, a, another tune. And uh, yeah. there you go, yeah. one and done. And it was a cover. So they- and it was a cover, so I probably didn't make any fucking money either. Um, but I'm sure Kurt Smith and Ronan Orzabel made a lot of money. Mm. Um, not that they needed it. But um, also on the Donnie Darko soundtrack, am I right that Echo and the Bunnymen, Killing Moon's on that as well, isn't it? 
I can mm. I couldn't honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, tune, mate, tune. Uh, yeah, solid share. I believe I might be wrong, but that might have been a Christmas number one. Well, Mad World. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'm gonna go uh, for uh, a song by a band called Mental as Anything. <laughs> that sounds like a band I, I would like. Uh, they're Australian. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the lead singer died a year ago. They're, they're, I mean, they're, right. they're, they're, it was a one-hit wonder in the UK. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're a, a far more uh, established band uh, in the, in their home country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a song called Live It Up. Right, okay. Uh, and it, I just think it's one of the closest things to uh, a perfect pop song. Really? Yeah. It was it was it become famous because it was used on Crocodile Dundee. Um, <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you know this. Wait for the chorus. Oh, it's a fucking tune that. Yeah, yeah, that is a good song. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. Incidentally, I heard a really mad fact uh, on Crocodile Dundee yesterday. Mm. Go on, then. When they were putting it together, mm. the film, In Excess were approached mm. uh, and said, obviously fellow Aussies, um, put some money into this because it would be a great tax loss because it's going to bomb. <laughs> and they said no. Oh, really? That would have been a good investment, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably I've got the more biggest money. film of that year. My money, my problems. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mental as anything, live it up. I it's just, a really good song. It just, yeah, it's really good, and it's just got a lovely middle eight, and it it proper makes me smile. That song. It just, it like every now and again, it'd be on like one of the retro top of the pops, mm. and like. And like, yeah, just just brilliant. Absolutely love it. Yeah, live it up, mental as anything. We should put together a, a Spotify playlist for this podcast and we uh, um, share the link on it so people can go and listen to all the songs that we uh, we natter about. I think, yeah, we, we should. Let's see if we actually get it out in time. Um, if okay. not, Google it, you lazy shit. Um, do you want my number Customer three? care from Glasson there. <laughs> the customer is always a cunt. Oh, can we say that on ACAST? That's normally reserved for patron sort of language, isn't it, that? Um, well, it's Maverick class of the day, isn't it? Talking about an offensive song, number three, Three of a Kind by Baby Cakes. Uh, the It's not. <laughs> That's not in my five. That, I, I went through and I saw a lot of them on one of these lists and I was just like, why is anyone even bothering to list that? As, like, no one gives a shit that that was, I, I guess it was, it was a one hit wonder in the garage world. Two lads but, in their bedroom. They were always doing it. That was when people in their bedrooms could start actually producing music, really. And before that, you look at Rave. You know, mm, how many one-it wonders was there mm, then? Yeah. You know, it's only the fact that the Prodigy, like, knew their shit. Mm. But that, how many bloody one-it wonders were, like, that, that had this one Rave record? Yeah, yeah, you know, that had sampled some yeah. kind of kids' TV show. Yeah. Um, there was... Bloody stacks of them, yeah, and yeah, and you, I guess you got it. A, a, another stab at that with a with a garage thing, but yeah, baby cakes was was big. And what was the other one? Uh, flowers. 
I bring you flowers. Yeah, I don't know if that. Yeah, I can't even remember who, who, who did that now. It's, there's just so many. Like I, mm. I was in that garage scene just because of circumstance, not because of passion, really. Mm. And there are some good tunes to come out of it. Um, my number three. This is going to be controversial. Um, it, my Sharona, the knack. Would you say that's yep. a one-hit wonder? Hundred percent. All right. Okay. I love the song. Yeah. I think it's a bit pedo now. I know the lyrics a bit more, um, but if I just go with tone and not any sort of underlying w- reasons that the girl was underage mm. that he's singing about, it's an incredible feel-good song. That My Sharona that mm. gets me pumped up like no one's business. Just the just how punchy it is, and and and, and like you know the, the the flow of the the, the lyrics that are coming through. It's, it's really good. It's a real fun song. Great crescendo. Um, that will fill a dance floor. Yeah, my Sharona, mate, by Zinak. Uh, I love it. Um, I, I've told you about my dream, haven't I? Mm. When I wrote, when I wrote the perfect song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I woke Carol up in the middle of the night and went, "Listen, <laughs> listen, listen." She's like, "What?" I went, "I've just wrote a masterpiece." This was when I was still messing around writing songs like twenty years ago. She's like, "What?" And I was like, "Do do 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 do." And I remember she's like, it's my Sharona, just go back to sleep. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Like, I literally thought it had come to me in my sleep that I'd wrote the perfect song. And, uh, yeah, somebody unfortunately already had, and that was my Sharona. Oh, it's great. There's a middle eight in it where it kind of goes off on a proper guitar solo, which I think I get a little bit bored of. Yeah, what? I know. And like, but then you know it's. And when it comes back, you do get the payoff again because that. Yeah, it's a a fucking marvelous record. That yeah, great. Thanks, mate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, What's your number three? uh, So I've had Charles and Eddie, Mental as Anything. Uh, Right... I'm going to go for uh, the first record I, I ever bought. Uh, 
Mm. Um, and I'm going to go for Video Killed the Radio Star. Nice shout. Uh, by the Buggles. Um, obviously, they, you know, the Buggles was fundamentally super producer Trevor Horn, uh, that obviously then went on to produce the most, most of the most important records of the, mm-hmm. you know, that decade. Um, but I just think it's, um, I think it's a great pop song yeah. covered in the early 90s by presidents of the United States of America. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's great. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good little journey of a song as well. Um, and I remember putting it on, on, on like the record player at home and, and, and literally just waiting till everyone had kind of left the room and then just dancing around the front room. I was probably eight. And yeah, and just that, the bit when you think it's finished and it's like, you are radio star. <laughs> and then, then it kicks back in again. It's like, yeah, just a great pop record. And yeah, I, I, I absolutely love it. And who'd have thought that, you know, fast forward two, three years, he'd be the guy responsible for producing the sound that was Frankie Goes to Hollywood. You know, relax that, you know. And and I think he'd done ABC. I think he'd done like Shoot a Poison Arrow and uh, Look of Love. So, yeah, just a clever, clever dude. And, yeah, uh, and a just, yeah, big number one hit. And, yeah, first first single I ever, I ever owned, bought, not owned, bought. That's a good shout, man. I think he then went on to release another one under another guise of, uh, which is my number two, which is Blue by Eiffel 65. Did you buy that, though? No, fuck that. I imagine that's the sort of thing you would have bought. That's so fucking offensive. Right, I can't, that is, like, all the things you say to me, and it's like water off a duck's back. Sorry, do you know what? That is really shit. That is like water off a duck's back. And that is just like, what are you going on about? Like, this is what I do. This is actually... If if someone said, here's a picture of five of your mates, right? One of them bought that. I'd definitely put a circle around your head. <laughs> like I, um, this is how much of a look. I've got to make myself sound like more of a wanker than someone who would buy blue by saying this. Now, there were certain songs, like it, but so, so f- between eighteen and like twenty six, I was going out a lot, and mm. I guess, um, I would. I would walk out of clubs like because I'd have to go to Jumping Jacks because my mates wanted to go there, mm. right? And I really had no interest in the music there, really. But I did like alcohol and girls and my friends, so I would go. Mm. And but I hate I hated the playlist. And when they played, I always remember I'd do it to Blue or the um, DJ Pooh with I don't know what it was. Everybody clap your hands. I'd just walk out the club. I'd walk out the club and go and stand outside the club till it finished. And I thought that was the right thing to do. Looking back now, I, I really realise how pretentious and how much of an arsehole I was. But mm. even you saying I look like the kind of person to buy Eiffel 65, that has <laughs> hurt me. That has cut me <laughs> so deep. As I've said it, I thought that might be the most offensive thing I've ever said to class. That is, like, you know, comment on my appearance, my nature, anything about me. Yeah, sorry, dude. But that is fucking rude. I do Um, need to have a word with myself about that. That was too far. This is no longer, my number two is no longer us. So my number two is the You and Me song, The Wanna Dies. Right. Because I love that song. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know if they did many other 
tunes other than that mm. really that gets me pumped up more than anything you um, know hit by the wonder by the, uh, one of those didn't you mm, probably now go on mondays too far tuesdays the same wednesday we go and then it just fucking goes like the pixies mm, like gonna have to have hit a oh it's amazing oh, okay yeah All right. so maybe they're not a one hit wonder then was there anything else that they released this is when this is where now Stu lists their five albums no, no. Um, Shorty was the, the follow-up single to "You and Me" song, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I was a I was a big one of Dice fan, uh, oh, okay. and the, and yeah. So, I mean, but I understand that's just maybe an indie wanker. Hit was a, a a hit, but yeah, "You and Me" song, take it away, mate. Oh, it's not. I feel like you stole my thunder. I'm going to have to just double check. Um, Corner shop, brimful of ash. I'll throw that one in. Said, well, actually, they also released. Um, no, they didn't. They did that, and did they do that one about? No, no. Everyone needs a boom bosom for a pillow. Was brimful of Asher, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I love that song, the one that a lot. But I've never. Re- I guess it's my fault for not looking, double checking. Um, it's it's perfect, isn't it? Ah, it's such a good song. It's a nice couple song. That it's a night. Nice, you know what it is? It's like a a young love song. That is as well. So, Even when we fight, I'll kiss you once or twice, and everything's forgotten. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful, mate. I've just given myself. I've just literally got goosebumps. Oh, like I love that song. Like it, 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 yeah, it's heartbreakingly joyous. It is. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just such a sweet, sweet song, and also jump up as well. So a great song. That's a song you can enjoy in the car, in the club, in between the sheets. Um, I don't think you'd want to fuck to that. It'd be a bit weird, I guess. We took that song to a very different place sorry. from where I had it in my head. I'm sorry. What's your number two? Uh, I just I really want to try and find you hit by the Wanna Dies because it's a really fucking great record. Well, I mean, I can go and listen to it after the episode, mate. Don't don't you know subject our fans to sort of like some tinny. You're gonna do it though, aren't you? Here we yeah. go. Right. Yeah. Because I I I don't like the fact that you. That's really not sounding very good for a mic, mate. I'm going to be honest with you. We just lost about <laughs> 300 <laughs> listeners. Oh, dear. Right, I'm going to put it on the playlist for this right. uh, episode. Okay. It's going on there. It's going on there. All right, okay. Go on in, mate. Uh, my number two is a... Uh, it was a one-hit, um, although the artists were not one-hit wonders. Um, when Bernard Butler left oh, yeah. Suede, yeah. Um, he recorded an album with uh, David McCormick. Uh, and the lead single from that was called Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know that song? Yeah. Yes, I do feel better. Yes, I there do. There you go. Sounding incredible today. Do you know what? Just to break your flow, we were in the car the other day driving along, and I started singing in a Mad weird... World by uh, Gary Jules. With <laughs> the... oh. I started singing in my what I thought was my most ridiculous voice. Mm-hmm. And Molly went, that sounds all right. And I was like... You fucking pull the other one, Molly. Don't try and get me on the X Factor. And she was like, no, it really does sound quite good. And honestly, she, the more I tried to destroy my voice, the more she was like, no, I think you've got something there. It's very warbly, like Antonina Johnson's. I was like, mate, don't start comparing me. Wow. It was, it was awful. I, you know, I don't know. She's got to get off the, uh, the, the, the crack, I guess. Jeez. It's bad. It wasn't good. 
Anyway, sorry, uh, mate. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's um, just perfect. Uh, I think it's like it's pure Phil Spector, the production. It's just huge, mm-hmm. you know, massive string arrangements, like crashing cymbals and drums. Um, Bernard Butler playing guitar, don't get a lot better than that. Um, and David McCormick's voice is just insane. And yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I, there, there's a few versions on, on YouTube. There's a They got back together and uh, and played it live. Uh, I don't know what sort of event it was. <clears throat> I think I got Romeo from the Magic Numbers playing um, bass on it as well. And, and I think it might be a couple of the members of the Magic Numbers and they're all looking mm-hmm. like they're, it's like all of their birthdays have happened at once and they're getting to be playing this m- magical song. And it was the last thing that you'd expect from the guitarist from Suede because it was such a furore when he left Suede. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, what's he going to do now? And it was like, oh, my God, he's wrote this like absolutely monumental single that is just pure, pure pop. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just... Brilliant! It's Whenever it's that, a banger. it's huge. It sounds. I don't think you can get a record that sounds bigger than that. It just there's there's no gaps in it, and I think I don't think you could add anything to that to make it better. That's a fair comment, mate. That's a fair comment. You've inspired me, by the way. We started watching music documentaries last night. Oh, so what we started watch? with the Blitz Club. Ah, uh, well, I've literally just finished a podcast this morning yeah. with Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet. Did you really? And so all I done was just picked his brains about that club because I was like, I run a a place called Crocs. And he was just like, I've been to Crocs. And and so, yeah, I've had a really (laughs) fun chat about that. That Blitz documentary was fucking great, wasn't it? Yeah, I haven't quite completed it yet, but it's been Mm. so inspiring and wonderful that I've got to watch. Um, And that's it. Me, Molly and her mum are like, right, let's do a music documentary binge. So I'm going to come to you and ask you for some other must must watches. That Blitz one is really inspiring in in so far as at the end, you see all of these working class kids that were going to this bizarre place that have then gone on to completely change the musical land or or the creative landscape, whether it be through fashion mm-hmm. art photography music mm-hmm. is fucking fascinating mm-hmm. like yeah what a, what a cool little place yeah oh great brilliant um well let's let's uh yeah we should do top five music documentaries at some point that let me be, watch uh, some then uh, yeah exactly that's a good place to start watch a few right um so is it your top spot yeah it's a uh, fuck it i don't want you back by eamon um, only joking. <laughs> it's "Fuck You Right Back" by Frankie, his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Um, it's not that. It's uh, "Blind Melon, No Rain." Pip yep. put it on a mixtape for me back when we were like twenty-one, and um, it was just such a lovely, lovely song. Like, um, and. I was just gutted because, like, they did. They, they thought they were gonna they were gonna be quite big. Like, I think they played like, Woodstock or something, and then the lead singer was just absolutely strung out so much from drugs. I think he, he died of an overdose. Mm. So kind of like that was that for Brian Mellon. But I just loved the song. I thought it was a really beautiful song. I must have listened to it fucking thousand times in my early twenties. 
Um, yeah, and just a shame, really. I guess it's kind of, you could disqualify it because it was like, a, it wasn't his fault, he OD'd. Um, well, you could argue it was, but you know, it wasn't, it's not a one hit wonder and then they just decided not to or they couldn't reach that. It was like poor Sod died. Uh, but I loved it. I really liked Blind Melon. Um, and I was I was always like, oh, when are they going to release more stuff? And it was like, oh, then they're definitely not going to be releasing anything else. So, uh, yeah, it's my number one, man. Um, if people haven't listened to it, it's kind of like a psychedelic rock, in it, really? Or it's not heavy. It's, well, I'd say it's whimsical. that's just, yeah, whimsical kind of acoustic, really, yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, the other stuff was a bit more raucous. And... Do you know the story about no. about the singer? So no. the singer um, Shannon Hoon was really good friends with uh, Axel Rose. Oh really? And so if you see the video to see my Guns and Roses knowledge is shit because I'm not a fan, but there's a song by Guns and Roses called "Don't Cry," uh, and which I think was a big hit. And if you see the video, Shannon's with Axel singing it. Oh right! Like, uh, and then yeah, obviously that the, they they become. I mean, that song was huge. Like that video, that little girl dressed as a bumblebee, mm. was pure MTV nineties mm. for me. Mm. And and yeah, and I just think he just was yeah, just in a bit of a pickle, wasn't he? And uh, and and you know they were a, they were a big band, you know, in in sort of you know alternative rock circles at, at, around that time. You know, I think they definitely earned their stripes. I've I've got mates that that really liked them. I, they weren't for me, but although I love that record. Mm. But I have to be honest. I put that in a box with "There She Goes" by the Lars. That after about six years of DJing it, I just thought oh, I can't hear that ever I again. Really, but both of them records I can hear now. Yeah, and I just remember just how fucking great they mm. are. It's it's brilliant, No Rain. It's such a fucking Lovely little song. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, great shout, great shout. What, what's your number one then, mate? Get what you give by the new radicals. <laughs> is, it, is it? Is it really? It's not. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I hate the new radicals. Like, I fucking um, hate them. I I think it's about as perfect a song as you oh, can get. Yeah. Like uh, as as a pop song, I think it's. Just fucking excellent. Oh, really? Um, I, I almost can't believe you. Yeah. Almost. Oh, I love it. And I love him. I think he's fucking... What was his name? Uh, what was his name? Oh, I can't think. But he done something. Do you know the story that, of what he done after that? No. It's fucking no. cool, Go man. On in. So, he basically was a songwriter. He did not want to be famous. Right. Hence the hat. Can tell. Yeah. And like, did not want oh, to be famous. You have told me this story. Go on, I can't remember it. Yeah. So, after, obviously, that becomes a fucking global fucking mega hit, the label are like, right, next album. And he's like, look, I'm not touring it. I'm not doing any press. It's just, I don't want to do it. I'll, we can put it out as, as a record and that's it. And then they booked a massive tour and booked a big press tour, radio and all of that. And he basically sent, I think it was called Zetafax, uh, <laughs> like Zetafax, all of these radio stations, yeah, TV kind of just said, fuck you, you're a fucking, and just fucked them all off to the point they all just hit the low light going, fuck that guy. 
and like he systematically on his own terms killed his career because he wanted to be a songwriter not a performer or a frontman or anything like that and then you can hear so he he wrote um Love is a roller coaster for Ronan Keating. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So if you listen to that, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't suggest you should, but it's it's a, it's a good pop song, I was you know, to it, in, in, in a song in a songwriting sense. If you're going to go classic songwriting, um, but you can hear that that's him. It's a very mm. very obvi- obvious style, uh, and I just think get what you give. I just think he's brilliant. The intro. One, two, one, two, hey, man. I just think the guitar line's great. Um, really good voice. Uh, just uplifting, good pop song. Yeah, and then obviously you get the fun bit at the end with Courtney Cox and Marilyn Manson, you're all fakes, run to your mansions, and all that kind of little mm. uh, little spiel at the end. Yeah, love it. Oh, I feel like I'm going to say something insulting by saying I think you'd be the last person I thought would have bought that record. Oh, I, I loved it. And still love it. I get really excited when it I comes get, on the radio. I get confused as well a little bit by the people who did uh, Chumbawamba who did Tub Thumping, which was a one-hit mm-hmm. wonder. And that, again, is another song that really, like, it just fucking upsets me. I, I generally thought it might have been the same band because I, I, I couldn't pay any attention to it. But um, I'm really sorry to like piss on your number one here. I pissed mm-hmm. on it really hard. I think it's, I'm passing blood now. Um each to their own, mate. Each to their mm. own, I'd say. Chumbawamba had like a load of records out before Tub Thumping. Did they really? They had, they had a, a, a duet with... Uh, can you remember Credit to the Nation, the rap band? No, no. They'd done no. Teenage Sensation. like. Um, no. But they, yeah, they had a, a song called Enough is Enough uh, with um, Chumbawamba. Yeah, Chumbawamba kind of were like a, a political kind of... Re sort of crusty band that that had done loads way before really? Tub Thumping. Yeah, they'd, they'd kind of had a a kind of underground career for, for for ages. As had Corner Shop. Corner Shop released a record this year. Like Corner Shop have consistently been releasing records. You see, I knew uh, you'd shit on me. I even said that as a joke, and you saved it till <laughs> I've had enough of this podcast. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.